Hey everybody, Scott Dust here. Welcome to the channel. If you're interested in learning more about organizational behavior and organizational psychology, you're in the right place. The conversations we'll be having are about infusing science to better understand how to lead and manage ourselves and others. If you're interested, please subscribe. Thanks and good luck. Hey everybody, Scott Dust here with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo. This is the Self-Leadership Experiment, a blog, vlog, and podcast where we bridge the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior. This is blog number four. So today we're going to talk about uh, leadership a little bit and really dive in. This blog is called Not What, But When, and it's actually pretty short, so I'll just summarize it very quickly. So when it comes to leadership, we're inundated with contradicting, contradicting suggestions. There's all sorts of stuff out there saying what you should do. So some might say you should have executive presence and be confident, while others might say you should be humble. Some would say be proactive, but no, the others say you should slow down and make sure you're keeping everything in mind and paying attention to the details. So which is it? Um, and I would argue that what you really should be doing is not thinking about what, but when. So don't ever oversimplify, add context, and really challenge yourself to uh, not overgeneralize. Um, to me, this seems like a really troubling aspect of all forms of leadership and, and leadership development, because there's tons of what, and there's not enough when. Do you agree, disagree, aligned at all with what I'm thinking here? Yeah, so I don't think there's any one size fits all leadership approach or what and when of, in terms of what to do for any situation or for all situations, right? And I think what I'm hearing and getting out of this is depending on the situation and the team dynamic in place, yeah. in different times, it's you need a coach or a motivator. And in different times, you need, you know, an execution leader who's just going to get it done. And then in other times, you need someone to, you know, to be a little bit softer and be like, hey, let's slow down. Let's get this right. And, and a lot of that's situation dependent, right? And I think it takes the self-awareness or team awareness to know which situation you're in. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, historically, long, long time ago, I mean, really the way leadership started was by looking at specific traits and then it was specific behaviors. And then over time, they came up with things like situational leadership theory and path goal theory and things like this that we're trying to get at the idea that just like you said in your example, sometimes you should be empowering and sometimes you should be directive and sometimes you should be a coach. I mean, those terminologies are right on with what historically people started to realize. But still, even today, all we see is a lot of what? It's servant leadership, authentic leadership, transformational leadership, and, and this type of leadership is going to lead to this type of outcome. But, and that's fine to know that here's what that looks like and what's that, what that behavior is, and here's the likely outcomes. But I just feel like it'd be so much more helpful if we had frameworks and models for understanding better how to be self-aware of what's the right thing to do in the right situation and, and coming up with frameworks and, and approaches to make sure you do that part right. Because it's not hard to do the what, it's hard to do the when. Um, yeah, and it's just, uh, maybe it's just because it is complicated and it's all inside the head and it's very circumstantial and situational that it's just easier said than done. I don't know. It is very much so easier said than done, right? You, there's no, um, 
you can't write in a set of instructions or policies or procedures of so what leadership style to insert in what situation. Because uh, you're always going to have a different team of varying personalities and tendencies and strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You're always going to be in a different situation. You know, this could be a very crucial deadline that you're trying to, to knock out. Uh, this could be a preseason sporting event game, mm-hmm. uh, or this could be the world, you know, game seven of the world series, bottom of the ninth, right? Everything's a little bit different. And the, 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 the leadership required to help get you to be successful or to accomplish your goal. I think it looks different in every scenario. Yeah. Here's a fun side question or supplemental question. Is it okay to have a go-to leadership style or leadership approach? And then when necessary, you, you adapt. Well, I think yes, but let's, there's, there's gotta be um, some sort of boundaries, right? Like, it has to be organic, right? Now let, let's look at someone like, um, you know, let's look at Bob Knight as an example, right? Let's just, I don't think we Very can ever ask Bob authoritative Knight. leader. Yeah. yeah, former IU, Indian University basketball coach, pretty intense. Absolutely, right? Now is that leadership style accepted today? Are, are you know, college athletes, more or less looking for that type of leadership style. Probably yeah. Probably, right? In the in the culture as well. And but was he extremely successful in his, in his time of of I mean depends on how you define success, but he was respected by a lot of people, right? And then I think like leadership styles can sort of transcend over time, right? So um probably brought up a controversial figure, but what I was really trying to say is if you were asking Bob Knight to go step into a place where he needs to be cool, calm, reassuring and providing all sorts and types of, um, you know, compliments and positive, you, you might not, he might not be your guy, right? Yeah. He might flop because that's not authentic to him. Correct. So, yeah. I, I definitely see your point, right? Like you should have a go-to and that go-to should be authentic to who you are align with your skill set and your approach and your values, but when appropriate, adjust if it's necessary to adjust or even put yourselves in the right situations to ensure that, that it's going to align with the way that you typically are. I think that's, I, I see this in the workplace. Like there are times when you have to know, depending on your audience and the situation, yeah. especially as a younger, if you're younger, right. Or whatever the situation is, let me just, let me, let me frame a situation here where you, you're walking in and, and, you're, and you're working with a team and you're relatively new and a lot of your colleagues are older and more experienced, right? Yeah. You kind of almost have to exude that sense of confidence. I'm the boss. I know what I'm doing. And I'm here to tell you how to do this, right? Because you have to be, be able to bridge that gap for them of, uh, experience and knowledge and just sure. age. Sure. And then there's other times where you've been working with your team of 10 years together. They know you, yeah. you know them. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to walk in the room and say, yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah. You don't have to flex like that in that situation. It's just, and so I think that's a good example of yeah. realizing the situation you're in and what type 
of style you need to, yeah. to, to take on to be successful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I do think there's a little more, I guess at the beginning of the post, I was almost bemoaning the fact that we don't have a lot of frameworks that get at the win. But now that I think about it, there are now new behavioral approaches to leadership that do get at this yin-yang type mentality. For example, there's paradoxical leadership, which is the recognition that you can hold two contradictory approaches at the same time, right? So some people want lots of autonomy, but at the same time, you have to exert control, right? Just as an example, on the one hand, you need to be um, a big picture strategic thinker. And at the other, on the other hand, sometimes you need to micromanage, right? It's being able to hold two contradictory points at the same time. Um, adaptive leadership, I also think is big. Actually, they've looked at this a lot in terms of like feminine and, and masculine characteristics. So some leaders are more adaptive in that they're able to do both more agentic, dominant type approaches to leadership, but at the same time, they can be more um, supportive and caring and approachable and, um, and hold both at the same time or adjust when necessary to do the right thing. So I think there's some of that out there, but I think those are much harder to train than some of the traditional models um, of, of leadership that are a very specific set of behaviors. And it's very clear on what you do at any one point in time. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think the best leaders or those who have the awareness and the abilities to adapt to whatever that situation is. Right. I mean, there are certain people who just, they don't have it. Right. That's a, being able to mold yourself and, and, and adapt is a skill in itself. Yeah. Um, not everybody has, but that lends you to be successful. And in, in I would say probably more opportunities and scenarios and situations than, than others. For sure. Yep. Not the what, but the wind. I love it. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining for more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things, organizational behavior, head to scottdust.com. And from there you can subscribe to the monthly newsletter and find more evidence-based resources uh, through social media, YouTube, and podcasts. Thanks and good luck.